here we go. And welcome to episode 414 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... That says we're unprofessional because I wasn't ready for that. Nice. I'm Dr. Nicholas Van Helsing, professor of proctology and other related tendencies, a graduate of the University of Rangoon, and associated night classes at the Knoxville, Tennessee School of Faith Healing. Nice. Yeah. You don't know what that's from, do you? It's not right. I'm not recalling it. Cannonball Run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For okay. you may be a little overqualified for this job. Old frankincense in the ambulance. Yeah. yeah. How are you, sir? I'm good. Yeah. Uh, we had a busy day today. Yeah. Had a little picnic at Round Hill. Ooh, Round Hill Park. Yeah. It was busy, too. We're lucky we even got a place. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it, it, and today was a nice day. Right. And it was a weekend, and yeah, I'm, I'm, and Round, Round Hill's a, a, a busy park. Yeah, it's not, uh, it was not like it was not crowded. It was yeah. pretty crowded. So, yeah, we went out there. It was fun. Yeah. Randy made some pulled pork. That he smoked mm. for like 24 hours in it. Mm. And then we just kind of bought our own barbecue sauce. Yeah. So we took that out there and had some coleslaw. And yeah. yeah, it was pretty good. No. Ran around. Yeah. To feed the ducks. Nah, I didn't do that. Well, I mean, any, of the, any of your siblings, your, your children? Nah, they'd say not to feed them. Oh, does it? So I don't feed them. Yeah. So I don't feed them. Yeah. I know for years we did, but now it says actually no, don't feed them. I know they don't want you feeding them bread. Right. Like I knew that, but they they used to sell like those pellets you could you like you'd, like twenty five cents you had a handful you could spread out there to the ducks and then yeah it it actually says don't bite your don't ass. feed the wildlife. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> right. So. That's surprising because I mean that was a that was a big thing for many many years. You go to the Ron Hill Park to feed the ducks. Yeah. No more. Yeah. So shocking. All right. So yeah, that was about it. This is a good back, day. Went through some cards. That's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I have two food stories. So I'll start with I'll start with Thursday first, because mm-hmm. um. I wasn't in the mood to cook, and Nancy wasn't in the mood to cook. So we ordered um, hoagies from a place called Anchor Hoagie. Okay. Now, okay, I was in the middle of work, so I didn't completely go through. Like, one thing caught my eye, and I didn't order it just because I'm like, that's too fat, guys. You just can't do that. You just you just can't make yourself into a cliche. And it, it, was, called, it was called the Hangover Hoagie. Uh-huh. It was like 12 strips of bacon, Holy egg, American cheese, like on a hoagie bun. I'm just like, that just sounds fucking delicious. It does, not it? You know, I mean, like, that just sounds amazing. But, I mean, it, it's too cliched 
you know. Right. Like Nancy's looking at it like it sounds like a heart attack waiting to happen. Like I know, but it sounds so good. Mm. So I just got a um I got a steak and cheese. And uh <clears throat> I can't remember what Nancy had. Capicola and pastrami. Mm. Something I can't remember. But um and we both got an order of fries. Mm-hmm. Now I'll say this much like for a 12 inch Italian, it was like 1250. Okay. And the fries were $4 a piece. Mm. I'm thinking to myself, man, this shit's kind of pricey. Uh, yeah. $4 the ho- fries. The hoagie, <laughs> the ho- start with the hoagie. Very good meat to bread ratio. Mm. Like, like spot on. The meat was was very good. Um, I enjoyed the heck out of it. The only thing I wished, and I didn't like, I didn't pursue like if it was a way to get it toasted or not, but it, it wasn't toasted. Mm-hmm. But I'm um, still very very good. And the fries, it was like a bag of Five Guys fries. Holy fuck! Like you know, like, I mean, you, you order a small from them and you're getting like a fucking pound of potato. Yeah, yeah. Like and that's what this was. It was like. <laughs> like they just dumped like for four bucks I just got like like a pound of potatoes. I'm like holy shit. Nice. Were so, they good? They were, they were very good. So overall I I you know, um I'll probably order from them again. I'm that 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 uh that hangover hoagie is still very, very tempting. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh but overall I, I enjoyed the sandwich. Like I said, the the bread was very good. It's um it's a it's a it's a thinner bread, but it still like it worked. Like in their meat uh, bread ratio, just worked out just fine. Like I mean, that's a big thing, you know. And where is this place located? It's um, it's on uh thirty in North for sales. Oh, okay. I had you know ordered through DoorDash. Yeah. And um, but yesterday, and I had off yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going through Twitter. And, you know, I follow friend of the show, the <laughs> official barbecue restaurant of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, Big Rig Barbecue, on mm. on Twitter. And uh, the daily special yesterday was brisket poutine. Oh, oh gravy. Oh, it, man, cheese. Oh. Bed of fries with cheddar cheese curds. Oh my God. Brisket and brisket gravy, <laughs> and for a dollar more, you could get a, a a fried egg on top of that. Oh my God! Oh, it was fucking phenomenal. <laughs> what Did you get there by yourself? No, because I showed it to Nancy. Because Nancy loves poutine. Like, uh-huh. you know, N- Nancy spent her summers in Canada. Yeah, like her her family owned a cabin in Canada, so like she spent her summers up there, mm-hmm. and uh, so like poutine is like a, a, a one of her favorite things. If we go someplace like there was one place we went to like one um it was uh food trucks like we went someplace mm-hmm. there was like a big food truck rally, and one of the food trucks one of their specialties was poutine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? 
like she's just like went nuts she's like i gotta get me some poutine you know so like, <laughs> I, i'm showing it to her i'm like hey look like this is at big rigs and uh because she because you know we were talking about like well what do we want to eat um <clears throat> right we we were supposed we were, we went down we were supposed to go to um cheesecake factory yesterday but that fell through okay and then uh she was talking about getting a, a pizza and i'm like yeah i don't know you know and then i showed her that and she's like i want that i want that now so right. i ran up the, i ran up the big rigs and got to go oh did you yeah nice they recognized me owner i mean they were busy because by the time i got up there it was about 4 four thirty. So they mm. were actually a little bit busy, you know, with like a, I guess like you know lunch or dinner. Mm. Um, but that shit was good. Oh, sure it was. Like I got mine with the egg on top. Nancy oh. did. No, oh, I would have got the egg too. Yeah. And uh, oh, oh, it was so good. <laughs> that that gravy was fucking to die for. Was it? Yeah. Like, I could have just, like, spooned that gravy into my mouth by itself. I didn't need anything else. <laughs> right. Have, like, bits even... of brisket in it. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, and then on top of it, like, the French fries. I mean, you know, they usually, they usually don't have French fries. Um, but, like, they were seasoned with something. I don't know what the seasoning was. But, like, mm. by itself, like, the French fry by itself was like, oh, mm. it was good stuff. <laughs> Some of the best food in Pittsburgh. And I, I, I texted, uh, like, his otter was texting me. You know, apparently the, uh, the pup and uh, beaver were. They went to go visit his in-laws. So. Oh, I was. He should have went down. We should have got together and went. Well, I almost texted you too. Yeah, you should have. I was off yesterday. Yeah, I, I almost texted you and just said I was going to tell you like, go out of your way, go to Monroeville. Get this for you and the fam. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it was fucking divine. And, uh, but he texted me. He was like, yeah, well, my, I'm like, oh, well, since you're on your own, you should go to Big Rigs and try this. And he, I think he, he ended up going, uh, to Ayala's and getting the pizza. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. But, um, he was talking, like, he was like, oh, man, that's tempting. I'm like, fucking, yeah, it is. I gave in. <laughs> and I am glad I did. Yeah, it was worth the money. <laughs> That's mm. cool. Yeah. So I watched Mortal Kombat today. <laughs> Your thoughts? I thought it was better than you said. Okay. Like, I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it wasn't phenomenal. I wasn't like, you know, this is amazing. I'm telling you, the first, that first 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, that was I, amazing. I, that, they should have just made the movie out of the first 10 minutes. <clears throat> I had paid top dollar to see that. I mean, they had like, that, I mean, they had, it was almost hero proportions yeah. in that first 10 minutes. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I thought the whole movie was going to be like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, man. But I mean, it wasn't bad. Like I said, there, it was just a gradual decline. I felt. Yeah, I, I mean, I get your point. Like, I, I, 
I, I thought overall, I thought it held up enough. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 by the end of it, I was like, I'd be interested to see a sequel. I don't know if I'd pay money for that sequel, but I'd be interested to see it. Kung Lao looked like Buddy Lee. I, I couldn't get over it. Yeah. Yeah. I could not, like, I get it. I mean, he and he actually did okay. I mean, the yeah. guy. But he looked just like Buddy Lee. The fucking Lee's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I didn't like the look of Liu Kang either. And he did the bicycle kick, which I wasn't into. Yeah. At least I don't think it had sound to it. Um. It has the sound effect like a turkey. Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, there were certain aspects of it that I really did like. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like Jax, and I actually like Jax. I mean, um, a lot of people didn't like Kano, and I kind of like Kano. Um, My my understanding was, like, most people, like, loved, like, like, thought he carried a movie. Kano. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I I like the character, uh, you know. I, I I enjoyed his eventual betrayal, you know. Yeah, I liked when he ripped the heart out too. Yeah, that was pretty badass. I mean, yeah. there were some signature pieces in there. It just it just kind of fell flat for me. I didn't like Sonya. I don't think she acted well. Um, no. actually, I thought she was terrible. Um, Luke Kang was not believable. Kung Lao was kind of believable to me. Um, of course, the Scorpion character was amazing. Sub-Zero was believable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I like the Jax character. I like how they kind of thought about the arms and how they did it. You know what I mean? I like that, yeah. too. The only thing I... And I mean, it's that, that funny thing of what we've kind of become used to. Like, I just, the, the villain was just, you know, a mustache trolling villain. And like the, the, the fighters were just, I mean, I get that we know who they are. Yeah. The video game, but they were just generic. (laughs) Right. None of them had a personality except for the one dude. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and 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 Sub Zero, but like all the others were just you know, insert generic super powered bad guy here. You know, right? I did like your soul is mine part. Yeah, I mean that was money. Yeah. Um, like I mean, there were a lot of. What's yeah. rough is the guy, the guy they had playing the main villain. I I can't remember. Okay. I can't Shang Sung. Shang Sung. Yeah, the guy they had playing Shang Sung. Like. I would have enjoyed learning more about Shang Tsung. You know, instead he's right. just basically this mustache twirling villain that, you know, I am going to take over the earth world, earth realm. And, you know, and that's, yeah. that's basically all you got from him. You know? Right. I wasn't too crazy about Raiden either. Um, uh, he wasn't nearly as good he, as, you know, he did the shot of Thailand. He did not come across as like. <laughs> well, actually, I think I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I think Lambert did better as Raiden than he did. I can't even yeah. believe I'm saying that. Uh, <clears throat> um, <laughs> but I mean, 
Raiden is just, I don't know, maybe just because he was one of my favorites in the game. I just, I just expected so much more. Um, he had the look. I don't think he was tall enough. Um, but he did not come across as the God of Thunder to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I expected, I, like, most of the characters fit the part, right? I mean, even Buddy Lee fit somewhat kind of well. Uh, Luke Kang looked like Luke Kang. I mean, I get it. Jax was good. Uh, Sub Zero, Scorpion. I mean, like they fit the part, right? Right. He Kano even fit the part. Um, but uh, I just couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get into. I couldn't get into Raiden. I, I honestly felt, and this is this is going to sound weird, like as somebody who enjoyed the movie, like I, I enjoyed it. Like it was two hours of you know mind-numbing fun but like i felt they did a better job of explaining everything in the original mortal Kombat movie yeah and even giving you the like making you understand the characters a bit better in the original mortal Kombat movie than they did in this one correct like as weird as that sounds like i mean you know no it doesn't you're you're on you know you're on the money with that they honestly like it's almost sacrilege to say it, but like they did a better job of giving you the backstory of what Mortal Kombat is. They gave you, they did a better job of of explaining who the characters were. Yeah, they just kind of whirlwinded it in there. Yeah, and I that's the problem I had with it is just because I wanted more of a storyline. And like I said, those first ten minutes were fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean like. It was almost like, you know, it was almost like, it almost came across as um, epic, like yeah. an epic film. Like, I was like, oh, my God, if it's like this, I just, I can't even. Yeah. Like, it was just so good. Yeah. I mean, it really was. I mean, I'm not blowing smoke, you know what I mean? Like, it was actually really good scene like it was well written it was well directed it was acted very well it was the colors were right i mean it was just it was perfect yeah you start seeing his powers and stuff like that and then the frozen bodies i was like oh man that's fucking intense oh he picked up her fucking shovel that's the fucking spear you know what i mean like i was like yeah oh so many things have been answered and and i'm and i'm and i'm so ready for this to like take me away and it, it just didn't you yeah. know what i mean like i i think i i had low expectations going in i mean like even with the previews and stuff still i had low expectations and then that first 10 minutes like hooked me right yeah completely hooked me in and i'm like and then my the bar just went through the roof yeah i was like oh i can't believe they're doing it like this you know yeah and then it was like wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and you just kept yeah. Like, gradually going down. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think they want to make a sequel. I mean, they're talking about Cage and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, the new baddie's probably going to be Baraka. Kung Lao died too early. Um, You know. I don't know. I I still don't know how I feel about it. I think I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, mine. Like I, I, I get your points and I, I get your valid points, but like at the end of it, like I was like, 
it entertained me. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting Shakespeare. I got what I was expecting. You know, right. But it it led to like you were going to get Shakespeare. Yeah. And I think that was my problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it led to like a fucking epic movie. You, you thought you were going to get Hero. Yeah, and, and I got getting. And you ended up getting somewhere between Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, I got Turner and Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Turner and <don't> Hooch. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just, there's so much story there. There is story there that yeah. they can do. Um, but they just, you know, and I liked. You know, come to think about it, thinking back to the first one, I liked the ring fights. Yeah. From memory serves. Like the introduction of Gora. Now, Gora looked better. Yeah. And I like Gora, too. I even like, I know, it was, I know, I get it. But he still looked pretty good. The way he fought was good, talked. I mean, like, everything about Gora was good. Because Gora in the original was like, yeah. I don't know. You better talk to the guy that did Clash of the Titans, man, because yeah. this don't look good. Yeah, uh, it's clear Henry, Henry Harry Henry Housen was already dead. Yeah, I mean, like I was, I was like, man, Clash of the Titans looked better than this shit. Um, yeah. it did. So you know, in comparing the two, I even liked the reptile part. I thought that was cool. Because that's more of like what I I ima- always imagined reptile to be. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like parts I liked, parts I not, I didn't. Yeah. Like I said, like, I mean, overall, like it entertained me for two hours. That, that that's what I wanted. Right. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna go on with it. I mean, there's Shao Kahn, which you kind of saw. I mean, there's. You know, there's a lineage of. I, I I think they're going to, like I, I I think a second one is inevitable. Yeah, I know. I I'm just like, you know, just worried. I'm I think I'm more more worried about the second one than I am the first one. Yeah. Um, just because the second one was just so fucking bad. You know, and they're gonna try to rush something in, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just hope they figure. I would hope they would figure it out a little bit more until a bit, like. It was almost like the like, I, mean, I get it, like you know, you they were trying, the villains were trying to win the, the tournament before the tournament began, type of deal, and like at the end of the day, like I was just thinking to myself, like this, this isn't Mortal Kombat, right. And you're right, like, story. Well, the video game, one, for a fighting game, told a story. It did. Better like, than were, this movie did. Yeah. And, I mean, and it, it had, you know, you had a better understanding of who the characters were in that video game than you certainly did, you know, in the, in this movie. But, but also, like, I mean, you know, the, the, there's a number of stories that can be told. Mm-hmm. Because the video game has that uniqueness of having a, a deep background built into it right. by the creators. So, 
I don't know. Like it's what it's one of those things where like Okay, whatever. You know. When Liu Kang created that dragon, that was some badass shit. That was. I mean, I gotta say, I mean there like I said, there are so many good parts to that movie, it just never connected right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that dragon was fucking incredible. Yeah. I mean, I've been waiting to see something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, man, that's badass. Yeah. And every single moment with Sub Zero was good. Yeah. Every moment. There wasn't a scene that Sub Zero wasn't in that wasn't good. Yeah. Like he was that good and they portrayed him that well. I I mean especially with the, you know, the freezing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like it was absolutely fucking money. Yeah. I mean, I mean it whole, was so good. The whole thing with the 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 gem, you know, all while you stop in the cage, mm-hmm. all while you stop like I mean, I created like created a, a badass look and some really cool like effects of like guys getting thrown into the cage and then like the the ice like shattering off of it and stuff. I mean, this is pretty sweet. Like I mean, yeah, some that of those very video game ish. And that final fight was good. Yeah, the fighting between the three of them was incredible. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I don't know. I just wanted more from Scorpion. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I was I, I just dug that storyline. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I get what you're saying. God. And and blood wise it was great. Yeah. The the Kong Lao cutting in half part was a little much. Like uh, <clears throat> I thought it was too much. I I can't believe I'm saying that from a horror guy, but I, it was just like okay, you know. Well, wasn't I mean, that one I, of his finishers it. in the game? I don't point. I don't remember. It was. Like, I'm Cut sure that's like that was one of them. Like, um, I, I feel confident, like maybe in, in like a later Mortal Kombat or something, that may have been one of his finishers. I, I can't remember. I know cutting off the head was one because he threw the hat, cut off the head, came back to him, and he went like that. So I mean, like that was the cutting off the head was a finisher for sure in two. But I, I don't remember. I don't remember the saw. Like I, only, I feel like that's the only reason you would have done that is if it was something from the video game. Yeah, well, the Kung Lao Dragons, um, not Kung Lao, uh, Liu Kang, Kang's dragon was from the video game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and of course the Kano heart. Yeah. The scorpion, that whole thing, sort of. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think of anybody else. I don't know. Oh my god, in the first one when he threw the fucking autograph out. Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. So horrible. Yeah. It was cool in the video game, but not in the movie. No. You know? Yeah. In Your Soul is Mine, that was a finisher. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, overall, I'm giving the movie a C. Yeah, I'd give it a C. You know, you know I mean, it, I'm not going to give it a D or F. I mean, I, yeah. I thought it was, I was entertained, and I I kind of went through it. I was just disappointed, that's all. I mean, I I, mean, I, I got my money's worth, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a it's a C-level movie, you know, C-grade, you know, for sure. Yeah, I and, agree with that. You know, 
I'm, I'm, I wasn't overwhelmed by it. I'm not clamoring for a second movie, but if the one comes out, you know, I'll wait till it hits HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I did watch a good movie this week. Unless yeah. you're done with Mortal. Yeah, I'm done with Mortal. Yeah. It's called Spontaneous. Okay. Um, it had like an indie feel to it. Okay. Like uh, Nick and Nora type of shit. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. sort of indie feel. But it was about um, this high school senior class. Seriously. Uh-huh. And I can't remember the be- actual beginning if it was like... Because in the beginning, I wasn't really paying that much attention until it happened. And uh, then I couldn't move from not watching it. Yeah. But um, they she I think she was valedictorian or something like that, and she was giving a speech, and her fucking head blew off. Her whole body exploded. Okay, like, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, was, I think I've seen trailers for this. Yeah. And, like, her whole fucking body exploded. And I'm like, holy hell. I mean, like, you know what yeah. I mean? And what they did do was, like, a masterful job at the blood splatter. Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah. Like, it was Carrie-esque, perfect, every time it happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, anyway, it's some kind of virus or disease where it's um, spontaneous combustion. Yeah. It's not just their head. I mean, they fucking blow up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it was really good. Like, I was really digging it. Yeah. I, I mean, I really got into this movie. Because it was, there was always that. I, I like the movie because it was always in the back of your head. Who's next? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it really just centered on like two or three characters. It right. didn't center around the whole senior class. Right. So it was mostly centered around her and a guy and her friend. And that's right. kind of where it stayed. But they did the whole locker thing with the tribute and da 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 da. And everything was kosher for like a week or two. And all of a sudden, poof, Yeah. Right in the middle of class. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it was cool because, you know, then the government comes in when it starts becoming like, you know, there's like seven kids dead from their fucking, you know, spontaneous combustion. Right. And so it went on from there. So I really liked the movie. I thought it was actually really good. I mean, as far as like a a bloodbath kind of movie, it was cool because it was kind of a bloodbath movie mixed in with sort of like an independent film vibe right you know and, and like the acting was solid on all parts so i mean I, I give that movie definitely a b plus maybe a minus yeah it, it was like yeah i mean it was it was pretty impressive like i liked how they i liked how they did it yeah just put it that way you yeah know what I mean? no, that's cool yeah it was a good movie so i highly recommend I, i'm pretty sure it's called spontaneous i'm yeah, i think that's a um, and you can find that on, well, I don't want to say Hulu, but I, it can't be Hulu. It might've been. Anyway, it was good. Oh, let me look up here for you. Yeah. Uh, bring up, it'll just watch app. It was really good. Yeah. <sighs> 
Yeah, it's available on Hulu. Mm. Hulu and uh, Prime Video. And we probably watched it through Prime. Also um, available uh, on Epics. Yeah. yeah I liked it. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, these... The characters were like normal people. Yeah. Like, the mom and dads were normal. Uh, you know, the <clears throat> the fucking main three, they were like normal, normal kids. Like, normal... You know what I mean? Like, right. it wasn't like Sarah Jessica... Not Sarah. Oh, I can't believe I said that. Um, it wasn't like uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt. It wasn't like... You, you know what I'm saying? It like, yeah, wasn't these, like, super actresses. Just yeah. normal people. Just, just like, normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. was good. Yeah, it dealt with a lot of things. So I, I loved it. So... Anyway, that's pretty much what I watched this week. I didn't watch. I don't think I watched too much. Yeah, neither did I. I did finish Winter Soldier though. Oh, good, good. What'd you What'd you think of that as a whole? Um, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was a, it was a good cap. Uh, not cap, but I mean, it was a good end cap to the. To the season, I thought. I liked the suit. Worked for me. I liked the speech. Uh, yeah. It almost kind of brought me to tears on the, when he was giving the speech and the old man was watching. Yeah. Like, it was very emotional for me for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was good. Um, I felt like he got justice, in a sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really like that part. I loved how it delved into these issues. Um, it was very relevant. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I really appreciated the series. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I thought overall the series was was really well done. I, I thought, you know, the... Like the handling of of race, sure. Like one of the big issues was a black man carrying the stars and stripes. That was right. You know, you know. But that makes sense, right? Yeah, it does. It was so relevant. Yeah. Um. I I just I I thought it, it did a good job of handling those issues, bring them to the forefront. But at the end of the day. Sam still chose that heavy burden. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and because that, like the speech at the end, like, you know, you have to come from another perspective because my right. perspective doesn't work. You know, it doesn't even like, make sense. Yeah. Like right. it, it, it was really well done. Um, I like at the end that, you know, Bucky got invited to the barbecue. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, you know, Bucky's working it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, but I I, I thought the two two main characters, I thought, you know, their their character arc through this was very interesting. Well, just let me put it this way. That's how you tell a story. Yeah. 
and, and and it's not like you're I mean, they did it real well because they're telling two stories at one time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just, it worked. I mean, goddamn, Marvel just does, did it again. And I mean, in episode five, like the conversation Sam and Bucky have, mm-hmm. you know, and even Sam's telling him, you got to put in the work. Right. You know, you, you know, you, you, you weren't, you know, you, you were avenging. You, you weren't, you know, what, however he says that, I can't remember exactly. But like, I mean, he, he's based on Bucky. Like, you know, you're you're still hiding. You need to come out. Right. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And um, but I, I thought like the the character arc for both of them, not not because uh, they have this unique connection of at one point or another being Steve Rogers' best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, so that this is a unique connection that these two men have. And in a way, they kind of can't stand each other for it. Right. They're you know, almost jealous of each other. Right. But by, by the end of the show, you know, begrudgingly or not, they've grown, gained the relationship that only those two could have through Steve Rogers. Right. You know. But and, there's there were so many arcs to this. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> there was... There was Bucky's, and then there was uh, Falcons, and then there was um, the overall arc yeah. of the of the Resistance. Yeah. Um, then there was the other storyline of U.S. Agent. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there were so many stories going on, even with his sister. Yeah. Was a good storyline. Um, there were so many things going on. But at the same time, it just all worked. I mean, it was just good storytelling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I was really impressed with it. I liked it better than WandaVision, I can tell you that. I mean, I liked WandaVision. Yeah. And I got it. But I appreciated this, especially for the fighting and stuff like that. I'm, I'm with you. Like, I liked this more than I liked WandaVision. And I loved WandaVision. I did. But, but I think the reason I liked this more... Is because it takes place in that 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 little part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe I love the most. Yeah, and that's the Captain America Shield Hydra spy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I mean, when you think about it, you know, Winter Soldier and Civil War are two of my favorite MCU movies. Right, right. And it's because they, you know, they, they deal with that that section of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so getting to delve back into that with Sharon Carter and... Yeah, that was another storyline. You know, and... Yeah, that was another storyline that was coming in. You know, it, you know, trying to figure out, okay... Is is Val forming the Dark Avengers? Is she forming the Thunderbolts? Yeah. You know what? What? Who's Val working? Is Val, or is Val and Sharon Carter on the same team? Like, there's a lot of shit in motion that, like, I don't know when I'm gonna get a resolution of that. To you know, like, how far do I have to wait? Right. You know, I don't want to wait till Captain America four. You know, I'm hoping they do another. 
like something with Winter Soldier in between. It, it, like I don't know. Like I, I it, it got to play in that sandbox in the, that 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 little area of the sandbox in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I like the most. Yeah. You know. Another storyline too I liked. Well, it was Bucky's storyline, but I loved how he was. He had the book and he was trying to redeem himself. Yeah. From these people, and then like he befriended the old man. He took him out to lunch all the time, and him, he ended up because he knew he killed his, killed his son. And I just yeah. I was like, oh, it's just so deep right now. I just it's almost heartbreaking. You know what yeah. I mean? <clears throat> but um, especially when you know that one scene where uh, Bucky comes in and he almost has like a Miyagi setup to yeah. his son, like almost like an altar. Yeah. And Bucky knows it, you know. I mean, yeah. like he knows that he fucking killed him. Yeah. You know. Another part I really appreciated in the thing was Zemo. Oh yeah, Z- amazing. Zemo. Yeah. Amazing. And it was one of the most amazing things of the series. Like seeing him come out. Like, I mean, you saw him, but you just got a taste of him yeah. in the movie. But when you see him here, it's like. Damn, this dude's fucking badass. He's got his fucking jet and fucking butler. He knows people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's a rich motherfucker. I mean, but I really loved was um, when <laughs> when Bucky first comes in, he's like, nine? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah, starts he, doing this thing. Yeah. Fucking great, dude. I yeah. said, oh, so good. And he was like, no, I just wanted to see if it worked. Yeah. I, I, I like the, the the thing is with Zemo is I'm glad he's still alive. Yeah, me too. I'm glad they like, didn't kill him. I'm glad he's a character that they can bring back again and again. Like having him in this show and expanding on that character. Like I like the character in Civil War. Like I, because the one of the things we always talk about that makes a great villain is sometimes you can actually look at them and kind of say, you know, may, maybe you're right. <laughs> right, you you make some valid points. You he know. is that, no, he is that villain to a T. Yeah, and you know, like the whole thing when he had when he he's like when he saw the super soldier serum, he smashed it like it, that. That grab for power does not even it's not no. even a, in his mind. Like anybody else would have grabbed like you know would have pulled a John Walker and grabbed one of those up. And stuck it in his ass, you know, like yeah, I'm I'm going to be a super soldier. Here we go, you know, not him. Not he's Zima. like, you know, no, he's like, this is this is wrong on all yeah. accounts. And he even has that great debate with Sam about it, and Bucky's like, well, Steve's never turned, and he's like, ah, touche. Right. And how many Steve Rogers have there been? Right, exactly. Yeah. It was like yeah. really smart writing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that Zemo was just so good in it. Yeah. You know? it's It was kind of cool, especially when he did, when he put on that mask, I was like, Ew, oh, shit. Yeah. When, he, when, oh, when he went full yeah. Zemo, I was just like, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. And it was badass, dude. I mean, like, yeah, I really appreciated uh, <clears throat> Zemo in it. I mean, it was yeah. just so... And, and I'm, I'm glad he... Yeah, we're going to have an opportunity at some point, hopefully, to bring that character back again because it's a good character. 
Oh, for sure. You know, and the way Daniel Brühl has betrayed the character has just been, you know, fantastic. Yeah. Really good. But like at the end when he's sitting in the raft watching the news, I'm just, you know. Yeah. I was like, tremendous. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And I didn't know that that guy, who that guy was. Which yeah, guy? Um, the new Captain America. What's his name? Wyatt Russell? Yeah, I didn't know that was... Kurt Russell's kid? Yeah. And yeah. how, I do not know. Yeah. Because of the chin. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I don't know what planet I'm from. I kept looking at him the whole time, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't like that face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's something wrong with his face. <laughs> but the thing I love, like, I mean, he... he... He's got Goldion's hair and yeah. his face. <laughs> but he, he did he did the job. Like, he, he created a character that's, like, so unlikable. Oh, he did. I mean, it's I mean, it, it's really like, good. But but at the same time, again, like I, I at the end of the day, I get why he did the things that he did. Sure. Like the the pressure that had to have been put on him to be the next Captain America. Right. You know, to succeed in that role. Oh yeah. You know. Is a is something that nobody could live up to, and that's the problem Sam had. Sam said, "I I I can't be Steve Rogers." Right, and you can't. He couldn't live up to it. Right. I mean, there was that whole Rocky montage too, but I mean, it was it was kind of like he was just trying to like, I got to get my shit shit together here. I mean, and if I want to attempt to be this guy, I have to get my shit together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But uh, but I thought he Russell played it. I thought he played it great. Yeah. I mean, you, you love to in the beginning you love to hate him, then you just hate him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even at the end of it, like he kind of redeems himself a little bit in, in the, the 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 whole thing at the end, in saving that that truck. But at the same time, like at the like at the very end when you know he puts on the the actual U.S. agent suit, you're just like, oh, you're still a fucking dick. Yeah, exactly. You still don't fucking get it. And I like Julie Louise Dreyfus's role. I thought that was a great addition. That it made a, sense. And that was a like somebody dug deep to find that character. Yeah, like that's a '70s, like old school Shield type of you know like. Holy shit! Like I had to look her up. Like I was like, I know I know that name, but I just don't know where I know. I had to look her up and like, oh, oh, that's who that is. Okay. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Um. So yeah. So anyway, that's our take on the the Winter Soldier and Falcon. Yeah. Now I can't wait for Loki. I know. I'm I'm excited to see what it brings. Right. I mean, yeah. all these, all the, all these series have been really good. That looks really fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it's a completely different sandbox, but that looks really, really interesting. I mean, I'm telling you what, man, Marvel's got it going on, dude. From what I've seen so far from the, you know, these TV shows, yeah, it's pretty fucking impressive. It is. 
I'm going to say that much. Yeah, um, um, yeah it's pretty impressive. I watched, uh, you're going to appreciate this. I did watch uh, Batman Hush. Oh, okay. I loved it. Did you? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. It was a good story. Yeah. It's a very good story. Yeah. There were changes they made to that from the comic book. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like, who, who Hush actually was was the biggest change. Okay, who who was he in the comic? He, he was uh, Tommy. The doctor? Know. Yeah. The doctor, his best friend? Yeah. See, I thought that's, when I was watching it, I thought that's the way it was going. Yeah. I thought for sure. I was like, oh, it's the brain surgeon. Yeah. For sure. It's got to be him. I mean, I look at it, he's looking at me. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, I thought for sure it was him. Because, like, what, what's interesting about that... In the comic book, so it's it's he's out for revenge because when they were kids, he like he was like tired of his parents, like he he like he wanted their money as like a twelve year old. Okay. And so he cut the brake line on their car. No shit. Yeah. And well, the car crashes, and Thomas Wayne is able to save his mother. Oh. So he has to live, live the rest of his life waiting for his mother to die. Presenting nice. the Wayne family for doing this. Well, it turns out, you know, he ends up figuring out that Bruce Wayne's Batman, like all the other shit that goes on. And he enlists the help of the Riddler. And it, you know, the end, everything goes sideways. And, but the Riddler knows who, who Batman is. Right. And the Riddler's like in holding and, He's like telling Batman, like, what makes you think I'm not going to tell everybody who you are? Right. And Batman's like, because you know the answer to the riddle that nobody else knows the answer to. And you're the type of person that will keep that secret to their grave. <laughs> no, and the riddle's, like, cool. the riddle's like, fuck, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's like, shit, <laughs> you got me. All right. Using my my mental, my right. my like my, my my mental problem against me now to keep your fucking secret. Way to go, you know. Yeah. Well, I liked how it was played. I mean, I liked yeah. how the characters were introduced, and I, yeah. you know, how he was playing all of them, and I yeah. love how Batman beat the living shit out of Joker. Yeah. And um, I loved like he. I mean, he just literally whooped his ass for like. 10 minutes yeah and like joker's near death and this is before he started to strangle him and he's like yeah here i got one for you (laughs) you know what i mean like i just love that part of that i love that part of joker i mean it just you know i got a good one for you yeah but yeah it was really good so yeah between batman and catwoman was amazing loved it i mean that was the main main sort of like the main arc almost it was um i love that i love that whole thing you know what i mean yeah like i didn't like as a a fan of the comic book i didn't mind the changes that they made to it Mm -hmm. for the animated movie i i thought it 
in a way it kind of made more sense. Yeah. You know, but, um, I thought the animated movie was, was very, very good. I had the comic book is 10 times better. And I mean, cause you throw in the fact that, I mean, the art is by Jim Lee in that book. Right. You know, so like, like the little details, like the tread on Batman's boots are like, you know, shit. Did you notice? Cause it's Jim Lee. Right, right, right. You know, but so the art, like the like, part of the reason I love that book is because the art is so fucking beautiful in it, you know. Right. But right. um, but yeah, like overall, like I, if you like that, I'd highly recommend reading the book, just because. Yeah, I will. I mean, because I love the movie. Yeah. <clears throat> DC has it going on as far as movies. And as far as they're animated, man, yeah. they put out some good shit, man. They do. And like, they don't hold back either. I mean, like. Like, I can't wait. Like, the next big one they're doing is, like, another one of, like, it's probably my second favorite Batman book, and that's The Long Halloween. Okay. And they're doing that as a two-parter. So, like, I can't wait to watch that because that's just, it's such a good story. It's, like, when you read, when I read the book, it was right, right before the dark night came out. And so it was like, even though it'd been out for a few years, like I was just getting back into comic books at this point. And right. uh, so I read the, the long Halloween cause it was like a highly recommended book. And then when I watched the dark night, like a lot of the Harvey Dent stuff is taken from the long Halloween. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Like and that's the great thing about Nolan. Like you can see like the F- Batman begins. A lot of stuff was taken from Batman year one. Uh-huh. With um, the Dark Knight, a lot of stuff was taken from uh, the Long Halloween for Harvey Dent, and then um, with the Dark Knight Rises, a lot of that was taken from No Man's Land. Yeah, you know, so like you could tell, like as much as Christopher Nolan was not a comic book fan, he at least did the research on the the like. Well, this is something interesting I can pull. To use in my story, and this is something interesting I could pull to use in my story. You know, right, like he right. was like taking stuff from the comic books and, and making it his own. What I did like, um, also too, um, oh, when Scarecrow showed up, I was like, oh, oh man, yeah. that is like fucking, yeah, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, especially when it was like to Robin, he was like, how about some fear? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And like, oh, he just looks so good. I mean, that was like really drawn well for a comic. I mean, for a um, animation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, like that is badass. That is something I will give them too. Like, their animation is on point. Like, I mean, they do a good job with the storytelling, and like, especially taking a lot of like the car, the comic book stories that we want to see, and putting them to moving picture. All right, but but doing it in a way that's making it a little bit its own. It's not like a right. like you know, but um, but their animation is just on point. Oh, like it yeah. looks beautiful, you know. Whereas like Marvel, when they do so something good. like that, man, it just it looks so generic. Oh, I know. Trust me, I know. Yeah, and like Marvel, like what what amazes me about that is like Marvel is some of the greatest artists in the world. Like so many of their books, you you open them up and it looks beautiful inside. Oh you know? yeah. But yeah, their animation studio just like 
Fuck it, we don't care. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know they don't care. I mean, not that they really have to, but yeah, at this point. But what I'm saying is, like, think about it. When we were watching um, X-Men, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then there was that, you know, and then there was Batman. You know what I mean? The dark right. night and day as far as fucking animation. I mean, the animation on that on that series, I think it, it still holds up. Every single episode holds up. But um, the animation on that compared to Marvel's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, X Men series. I mean, DC blows it away. Tenfold. And, like, and like that X Men animated series is like. That's the high point for Marvel. Yeah, that is. Like, the high like point. if you ask people, like they will tell you, like that is probably the greatest storytelling that Marvel ever did from an animated standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and they're right. Like, I mean, that that X Men animated series is amazing from a storytelling standpoint. But man, that animation that was rough. Oh, especially, when you, especially when, you, when you compare it to Batman animated series at the same time, it was so fucking beautiful. <laughs> That animated series was so good. And we've talked about this before, but I still kick my fucking self for not buying some cells. Yeah. From uh, Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What the fuck was wrong? Like, like because it was Bruce Tim with, with, with Warner Brothers and DC. That animated style carried through the Superman animated series, which was a great series, and then the yeah. Justice League series that they did right after that was all interconnected. Uh. So like you had that beautiful animated style that went for like ten years. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I'm getting Spider-Man the animated series that looks like trash. Yeah, exactly. Good you talk about a property that shouldn't tell. Good storytelling, but yeah. not. It just, yeah, it's crazy. And I'm not even gonna get into some of the stuff that, that you like. People don't even remember. Like, like there's an Iron Man series from like the <laughs> the, the early '90s uh-huh. that looks like so, like like complete shit. Uh. <laughs> it looked fucking awful. It's got fucking um Uncle Phil voicing Rhodey. You know, get out of here. I, I, hand to God, like, the Uncle Phil is fucking the voice of Rhodey, and it is fucking awful. Oh, I bet. You know, and that's you know, terrible. Yeah, you know, it was just horribly. Like, like I bought it. Like, I, I thought, wow, an alien. And I never saw this before. This is from like '92. In series. Yeah. Let me check this out. I'm like, I couldn't get past like the first three episodes. I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> Let's move on here. In a a shocking um, turn of events this week, Citizen Kane is no longer the highest rated movie in Rotten Tomatoes history. Really? Really. And it's all because of a review from 80 years ago. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, apparently, um, 
you know, the Orson Welles classic was sitting at 100% on the tomato meter on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Considered by many to be the the standard in which movies should be judged. Okay. Not, not those of us here at this podcast, but many. Right. And I mean, what they basically do is they, they just, they take a, you know, what all the other reviews are saying and they create an aggregated score based upon those reviews on how good a movie is or not. Right. So Citizen Kane, the Orson Welles classic was at 100%. And then, um, when a ne- there was a negative review written in 1941 was uploaded to the review aggregation site. Okay. Now, this should go without saying, but Rotten Tomatoes' score doesn't change anything, and moving from 199% on Rotten Tomatoes is certainly no big deal. But from a purely comedic standpoint, you have to admit it's pretty damn funny that an 80-year-old review suddenly bumped down Citizen Kane's perfect score. It's doubly amusing. We don't even know who wrote the review since the, the credited author was May Tinney. This was a pseudonym that the Chicago Tribune used back in the day. So, like, they would just, like, send a reporter, like, hey... Go see this movie and write a review on it. We're not going to credit you for it. We're going to, you know, it's going to go to May Tinney. Right. And so, some experts in the review starts off, which isn't so bad, but then it continues. It's interesting, but it's different. In fact, it's bizarre enough to become a museum piece, <laughs> but it sacrifices simplicity to eccentricity robs it of distinction and general entertainment um so <laughs> like i think it's amusing like first off i think it's amazing that chicago tribune is assigned to digitize fucking uh the the newspaper from 80 years ago right you know that's impressive enough like and i I'm sure that's like a subscription service. You're like, you know, if, if you want to read the Chicago Tribune, like during the Great Depression for $19.99 a month, you know, but, <laughs> right. um, but the fact that it's like this review, this random review that you don't know who wrote it suddenly popped up and is like, Rotten Tomatoes is like, yeah, you're 99% now. <laughs> it's shocking. Have you ever seen Citizen Kane? Long time ago. I, I never have. Yeah, long time ago I watched it. Like I get like it's a classic and like the snippets that I've seen from it, like it just I could tell them I'd, I'd be bored with it. Right, right. And that's the knock on the movie, you know. Rotten Tomatoes don't take this this review into consideration, <laughs> but. Right, right. Yeah, I don't want to get knocked on the ninety-eight percent, but it's like right. those, it was like for me, it's like it was one of those deals where it's like I understand why this is considered a classic, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's not going to hold my attention. Right. Give me a four-hour version of Justice League, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever have you ever looked at a movie? Like I said, this is the thing. Like, 
like it's like a thing like i say like i get it like it, i get why this is considered a classic but there's still a part of me it's also like really this is the greatest movie of all time right okay. right so i guess the question I, I i pose to you based upon this drew of your little article is is there a movie that you think like has that high rating or like that high appreciation like you know like people hold it in a high esteem and you're just like really that okay Mm, i am sure there is yeah um all right Uh, here's one the ten commandments okay yeah, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But people hold it in such high regard. Yeah. You know, it's like the movie of all movies. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm just like, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. I'm good. Yeah. I'm just really not that interested. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I can, I can say that. But, like, there's also, like, that whole thing of, like, like, there are some movies, like, like I can say, like, I understand why this is considered a classic. It's not for me, but I understand why it's a classic. Like, like the Godfather movies. Okay. They are not for me at all. Like, I, I, I've watched them once. I understand why they're considered classics. Right. I will never watch them again, and I have no interest in ever watching them again. Okay. You know, and like it they they didn't appeal to me whatsoever right you know but watching it i understand why these two movies the first two movies are considered a classic you know right but like like there are some movies like i i i I look at and i just go man i just i just don't get Like that fucking um, no country for old men. Okay. People hold that movie in high. Like, I mean, it won Oscars. Like, and I, <laughs> okay. I can't even say like that. That was the same year as The Dark Knight, and but like I watched that movie, and I'm just like, why is this considered a good movie? Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it just it, like I was just like. I don't like. I'm sure there are like outside the Dark Knight and my, my bias towards the Dark Knight. Like right. I thought to myself, like there had to have been better movies than this. <laughs> like and that was directed by the Coen Brothers, and I love the Coen Brothers. Like I, I they've made right. movies I absolutely love, but that was not one of them. Right. Like, right. It just like it just it seemed like this this odd. Like I just didn't get that movie whatsoever. You know, and like I thought, well, man, that just must be me. Like, you know, I, I'm just not sophisticated enough to understand this or something. My dad came to me one day. He's like, You ever watch Old No Country for Old Men? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I didn't care for it. He's like, Neither did I. Why do people like this movie? I'm like, I don't know. It's like when Big Chuck's on my side, I kind of feel better about myself, you know? <laughs> right, right. Dude. You know, I'm like, Okay, I'm, I'm not. I'm not completely insane. Like, he was like, I just didn't get it. Like, you know, and he's like, and, he's like, and I love the Coen brothers. Like, you know, right. um, the one with uh, 
oh George Clooney where they're the he's in the uh oh I can't believe I can't think of it brother where art thou oh brother where art thou yeah <clears throat> big Chuck loves that movie like that's well that might be in his top five all-time favorite films I like the movie too yeah like and he he loves like raising Arizona and uh, you know yeah. all, all, stuff like that like I mean you know Coen Brothers <laughs> movies like like if it is Big Chuck's not a follower of directors per se but if it's a Coen Brothers movie he will watch it okay you know and um even he was like yeah I didn't get this at all <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so that, that's not the one that always comes to mind initially. <laughs> What the everybody else considers a great movie, and I'm just like, man, I just don't get this. Right. Well. Yeah, I, I mean, I've watched No Country for Old Men, but yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. I'm kind of like, eh, you know, sorry. Yeah. I I was having this discussion with Nancy, like it, it, taking another direction, and. uh we were listening. We were going. We went to Target and we were listening to music, and uh, the Talking Heads came on. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, I know it's sacrilege, but I just don't get the Talking Heads. Okay. Like, it's one of those deals where, like, for me, like, like I, they made some music I like. Like, I mean, Burning Down the House is a good song, but like. People's fascination with the Talking Heads is one of the greatest bands of all time. I just do not get. <clears throat> it's it's one of Anna's one of her one of her favorite bands. Really? Yeah. I I just I cannot figure them out. I you know, and like and I like alternative music, especially eighties alternative. That's where we're listening. We're listening to eighties alternative. So it's like like the Pixies and Susie and the Banshees and Joy Division and. Yeah, you know, right, right. like a lot of like good deep stuff, and then like yeah, yeah. you know, the Talking Heads comes on. I'm just like, man, I you know, I I just don't get where like people like put them up there as like one of the all time greatest bands. Yeah, Alana loves them. Yeah, she was just watching uh, some kind of um, show today with the Talking Heads. Yeah, I watched, like, he even did, like, it was, like, some sort of, like, stage production he did, David Byrne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I tried what she was watching, watching that. Yeah. I, I watched about 15 minutes and turned that shit off. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like, and, and this is how you feel about, like, this. It's, like, I feel like I should like them. Right. Like, pe- people, like people have wired me to a point where it's, like, Man, I should really like the Talking Heads. And every time I fucking listen to them, it's like, yeah, this song was okay, and that was okay. But overall, this is a bunch of fucking garbage. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I get it. She likes them. Like, frankly, I mean, I like... <clears throat> I guess... I mean, I should say... <clears throat> this is going to sound terrible, but I like their their popular stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But beyond that, I'm I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm not listening to B sides of the Talking Heads. No, but she does. But yeah, like, but like, even like most of their popular stuff, like like Burning Down the House is probably the only song I can say like I could really really like by them. Okay. You know, like the one where he's like, 
this is not my beautiful wife. This is not my beautiful car. Yeah, letting the days go by. Like, I just don't even get into that song. Like, and people, like, swear up and down by that thing. And I'm like, right. Man, I just, that's just not me, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, so, like, I, I can't even tell you, like, like, most of the popular stuff I'm into. Like, like, Burning Down the House is probably it. Right. But, like, but you're, like, people, like, when you say that, they're like, you know, like, oh, my goodness, they're clutching their heart. Like, like, like I, you know. You know, well, I don't think she's like that. Mean. No, but it's just that thing. Like, I feel like they're an overrated band. I get that. Yeah, and it's that sacrilege to say that, though. You know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, really, I guess yeah, it is. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it, they're held in that high of esteem by most people. Right. Like I often wonder is like is it just like we're wired to think that way? Like, cause cause somebody thirty years ago or forty years ago said the Talking Heads were cool. We all have to think that way, and like nobody's <laughs> actually really listened to them. Right. You know. I don't know. Like, I dig a lot of Frank Zappa stuff, <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff he made that I'm just like, what the. Fuck was he on? In his one hundred and fifty-seven thousand albums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every once in a while, there's a nugget that comes up from Frank, and you're like, man, that was some good shit. Yeah. And then like the very next thing you release, like two days later, you're like, oh my god, was that fucking awful? <laughs> I know. Was, was he playing in a back alley? You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I think that was the magic of Frank Zappa. That is. That I'm is a, the Frank. I'm... <laughs> I'm not a huge Zappa fan. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the artist, you know, and I yeah. appreciate some of the songs, but I'm just not there. You know? I yeah, mean, no, I, I get that. Yeah, I'm just not there with him. And then, like, the, like, Weasel Zappa is, like, one of the most underrated guitarists of all time. Yeah. You know? And now he's busy, like, you know, doing old Frank Zappa stuff. And I'm like, Weasel, man, just go go do your own shit. Do your shit, dude. Do your thing, man. Don't live in your dad's shadow. <laughs> right. You know. We're the same age, brother. Come on. <laughs> That's funny. But also, like, I mean, like, you know, the Grateful Dead. I've never gotten to them. That's that's Lisa's man. Yeah. Yeah. I never got into that either. Like even like I mean, the I popular get, stuff I, I don't like. What's that? Like, even like the stuff that like and not they had a ton of hits, but like like you know, I was just like I was never like a, a fan of that shit. No. No. Yeah, I I like the dead, but I mean yeah. yeah. I can take it or leave it. Yeah. What's odd, though, is like, you know, I don't do the Grateful Dead, but, you know, I'm okay with the Dave Matthews, man. Yeah. I can't get into Dave Matthews. Yeah, see, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Like, I, I'm not, like, a like deep into Dave Matthews, but, like, if somebody's like, I'm going to play some Dave Matthews, you want to listen? I'm like, sure, you got some weed? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Are we gonna smoke too? Cool. Yeah, right. 
you know. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way you listen to Dave Matthews, right? Right. But yeah, like, you know, I can't stand the original jam band, but Dave Matthews, I'm right there for. Right. You know. Funny. Fish, no thank you. Black Crows, I'm right there. Oh, Black Crows. Yeah. Hey. That was one of the best concerts I ever saw as a Black Crows live. I bet so. Because it, because that was that show was a it was a double header. It was a Black Crows and Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. And. Good stuff, was, huh? Oh yeah. Like because like the Black Crows are like this that damn good. And I was just like, wow. And I wasn't a big Lenny Kravitz fan, and then uh. But Lenny blew the house down. I was like, holy shit, he's uh-huh. good. I'm sure. Yeah. He yeah. is good. Yeah. He's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, enough of this malarkey. Let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. All right. Mailbag. And as always, we hear from our good friend, Superfan Thad. Okay. Hello, my two favorite animal hosts, Ian Skunkman Bellamy and Sean <laughs> Moosehead Coon. Moosehead. Yeah. You bet you haven't had one of those in a long time. Oh, well, this is where you're wrong, my friend. So you had some moose knuckle this week. No, it was moosehead. What was the occasion? Did you find the present I left in your wishing well? Oh no. So last Sunday. Nancy had a pretty shitty day. And uh, we went shopping and she asked to stop at the, the she stopped at the uh, beer distributor. And I'm sit, standing there while she's checking out. And they were selling six packs of moose. Now, I never buy beer, or at least moose head. Because if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink a moose. Because you can only buy them by the case. I'm not going right. to buy a fucking case and have it go, have it get skunked. That's a waste of good beer. Yeah, yeah. So I just, but they're sitting there. I'm just like, oh man, that looks good. <laughs> I should buy that. No, why, why, why? You're gonna drink one and the rest will sit in the fridge. Or you'll drink two and the rest will sit in the fridge. Right. No, I had a battle with myself, like 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 a ten second tamp times. I had this like battle within my head, but I didn't buy them. And I went out to the car, and I still mentioned this. Like you, while you were checking, I had this like I was telling her all about it, and she's like, "Well, you should go buy them. I I, I, I wish you would go and buy them and drink with me tonight." Oh, okay. I'm like, okay. So I go into the store. Eight fifty for a fucking six pack of Moosehead. Right, I know. I was like, holy hell. Now we could buy a six pack for four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so paid my money and uh had two beers Sunday night with Nance. And uh boy was it tasty. <laughs> I'm sure it was. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I I, that first tip, sip hit my lips, and I was like, oh, hello, old friend. <laughs> I've missed you. 
<laughs> but you know, I limited myself to just the two, and that was that. There you go. Yeah. She'll probably drink the rest at some point. <laughs> um, Sesame Street made it cool to have an imaginary friend. My met no, no, we're not going down there. Urban legend is that Nigros was a was mafia run. They had two way mirrors throughout to keep an eye on the crowd. I do miss the bread they used to serve you. If you did not pay the bill, Big Tony took you outside and kicked your ass. <laughs> well, I don't know about that because again, like I, you know. I'm sure that's the legend with every Italian place, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they got ties. They've got ties, you know. But um, you know, I I don't think that's the case. Now it would not surprise me if they did have two way mirrors to keep an eye on the crowd because especially on Friday and Saturday nights, that crowd got a little rough. Yeah, it got <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, I was there a few times and that crowd got a little rough. Yeah, you know. Um, let's have a P and P meetup at Big Rigs or Big Sausage Pizza some weekend. I'm in. That's not a bad idea. Please tell Nancy that was not me who put the camera in the Target bathroom. I only do that at Walmart. Well. Do you think this Naji took a shit in someone's closet in college? Okay. He's referring to new, newly drafted pit running back Naji Harris based upon the story from like 30 years ago that uh, I can't remember the running back's name dropped the deuce and in somebody's closet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I can't remember which running back it was. Um, but yeah, I'm happy they drafted Najee Harris. I don't know if he's ever shit in someone's closet, Thad, but let's hope that's not the case. I think he's going to be pretty good. Yeah. I think, need- well, I think the key with him is it's funny, like, you know, like James Conner averaged four yards a carry last year. Yeah. But the problem is Ben Roethlisberger had no faith in James James Conner. Right. Like, I, I think with Najee Harris, you can at least say he he has a pedigree. He's been in big game situations. You know, right. he's played in national championship games and won. You know, he's a guy that you can say, like Ben can say, I, I can have faith in giving the ball to him because I, I, I honestly think Ben Roethlisberger only believes in one person and that is him. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, I, I think they I think they call running plays and Ben just checks right the fuck out of them. Yeah. Or in the huddle just says, no, I'm just doing my own thing. I think this kid's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Now, I also think that offensive line needs a ton of work. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, if the offensive line's not there, you know, you can be, unless you're Barry Sanders, you're not getting fucking shit. 
Jesus. You know. No, I know. Barry Sanders struggle. Well, I mean, yeah, Barry Sanders made, you know, chicken scratch. There's chicken salad out of chicken scratch because his offensive line was terrible year in and year out. Yeah, and he still was Barry Sanders. Yeah, he was still Barry Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Fad continues. Penn State 2, Pitt 0. 0.0. This is the number of first-rounders chosen this year. I, you know, I got to tell you this, Dad. Like, how often does Penn State have first-round talent? Yeah. Not very often. How often does Penn State have NFL talent? Oh, honestly, not very often. Sure, they have success on the field in college football, but I will say this much about Pitt. Pitt is an NFL factory. They consistently get four, five, six guys in the NFL each and every year. You know, and not only that, but more often than not, they turn out to be Hall of Famers. Or future Hall of Famers. Darrell Revis. Larry Fitzgerald, Bill Fralick, Dan Marino. list goes on and on. <laughs> or, or they just have really good careers like a Dion Lewis. Dion Lewis is, has Super Bowl rings, my friend. Yeah. You know, so I I get you. You want you want to put that whole yeah Penn State had two first round draft picks this year. Yeah, who cares? You know. Tell me how good they are in five years. Right. Yeah. I guess he sent this in or didn't do as good. Cause I'm sure he would have mentioned, you know, the tight end that Pitt drafted in the, in the second round or Penn, the Pittsburgh, the Steelers drafted in the second round from Penn state. Right. You know, I'm sure he would have been all about that, but I'll be honest. I, I remember another Penn state tight end that was supposed to be, uh, Pretty damn good. From Glassport, Pennsylvania. <laughs> He's currently a free agent. He was pretty good. He was all right. He was okay. Like, he was not nearly as good as, as he was touted to be. No. It's time for America's new, new, new favorite segment. Watch Scrap. Sean scramble eggs with his taint. Or, ew, yuck. Yeah, no one wants, no one wants a fuzzy egg. I mean, what is Tim's wiener up to? This week, Tim sent me a picture of his wiener, and boy, was his wiener bad. Tim took his wiener to a horse farm, and his wiener was... <laughs> I, I don't even... Yeah, don't go on. Yeah. Okay, it's time to go. I'm inspired by the Steelers' first-round pick to go shit in Tim's closet. Maybe he'll think it was Nancy again. Nice. Shine on, you crazy diamond. You are you are quite literally the Sid Barrett of this podcast, Thad. <laughs> That's a good song. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure Thad right now is Googling Sid Barrett. <laughs> Who's that? Who's Sid Baird? He sounds cool. 
It's a good song. That is, that is a great song. It's one of my favorite, actually, it's one of my favorite Floyd songs. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, Shine On You Crazy Diamond is an amazing song. It is. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, don't be. You're fine. Nancy has cake pops. Oh. So on that note. Someone is salivating. Yeah. And that's the end of the show. Actually, it is. But um, so anything you like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good, son. You good? Yeah. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different places you can uh, reach out and touch us. Hey. You can send us an email like Thad does each and every fucking week. <laughs> Thanks, Sid. Uh, and the email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And uh, we're also in a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bomb Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Podbreed Network. Just give them a Google search. You can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And as always, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for your your support and uh, just the fact that you take the time to listen to our hijinks and shenanigans. It means a great deal to us. Oh, yeah. And so now, on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>